Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. y'all welcome back to joan and the savvy podcaster episode three writing part one my name is sailor billings and i created the audio sitcom the ark of joan but this next 10-part series is dedicated to creating and producing audio drama podcasts without having network or broadcasting media backing the blog associated with this podcast which contains the podcast manuscripts is located at thearcofjoan.blogspot.com. That's arc as in a rainbow, A-R-C. The A-R-C of Joan.blogspot.com. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about pre-production writing. As a matter of fact, in the next two episodes, is going to be about writing. Episodes three and four. All right, so remembering uh, Betty's Day Out example, a 12-part series with 30-minute episodes from that I talked about in episode two? I'm just going to carry that over as an example here. But first off, let me just put in a disclaimer here. I cannot teach you to write a compelling character-driven audio drama with a crazy twist ending that will get the whole world talking. But what I can do is tell you what has worked for me and what my writing process is like. So if you've already got your series plotted out and all the character roles done then you might want to skip over this and just go to writing part two, that's in episode four, where I get into the technical part of writing the audio script. Still here? Good. Because I've got some plot tricks that I've learned that you can use in your writing for audio. So I'm just going to brush over some subjects here, and if you need to stop and do a deeper dive on something with like a, you know, a quick web search or whatever, because there are some really, really great websites that will teach you how to write a script, but I believe that experience is really your best teacher. So if you're just starting to get together a story idea and you've not written anything before, then my advice is just to write. Write again and write some more. Carry a small notebook with you, and when an idea hits you, write it down. I have about six little, those little hand notebooks in the car and in my backpack, um, the kitchen, the office, the back porch. 
Um, I have napkins and envelopes that I inevitably collect like weird dialogue and character sayings and thought vomit scrawled on them and they're all tucked unceremoniously in a pile under my computer keyboard. I think most fiction writers have a secret fear that someday someone is going to find our notebook stashes and look through our computer search history and think we are absolutely stark raving mad. I mean, why would anyone search, can you kill someone with frozen butter? And who says thought vomit? I think there's a little bit of loosening on the reality tightrope that we have (laughs) as a writer that you kind of have to release it to be able to write in different characters' voices. Uh, It could seem like a big fob off just to tell someone, you know, just write. It's easy. Just write. It's a little bit annoying, isn't it? But what people are saying is for you to find your writing voice as opposed to what you hear in other people's writing voices. So your parents always spoke a certain way. Your teachers speak a certain way and you speak a certain way. So when you're writing a character of a teacher, you're not using your voice, you're using the teacher's voice. You can always tell the difference between the writing of Wes Anderson and Diablo Cody, right? They have very distinctive voices. You can give yourself writing exercises. Um, If you're really stuck and you have no idea how to begin or you're really unhappy with how your script is turning out, then another trick would be to find a story online that you like and you think, oh, I want my story to be like that. Then you can dissect it. Just write out that actual story, that actual audio drama. Stop and start listening and then writing. Write out each character, each sound effects. That might sound like a real waste of time, but it's not. I think it was Jules Verne who, when he was learning to write, he would do that with Victor Hugo's voice. He would write out the stories like Victor Hugo wrote Les Miserables. And when Jules Verne was learning to write before he wrote anything, he actually wrote out the Victor Hugo stories. Musicians do this uh, to learn an instrument. I believe Steve Martin learned how to play the banjo by listening to a record and repeating the chords like chord by chord. It can be a very effective teaching tool. Let's say for another example, using our Betty, a writing exercises would be to put Betty in a pharmacy. You know, what happens? From her point of view, what does she hear and what does she see? Who is she talking to? Is it someone she secretly hates or secretly admires and wants to get closer to? When you're preparing to write a 30-minute script, you don't have time to do character exploration. So when you're fleshing out your story, that's the time you want to write and explore your characters. When you start writing your scripts and before you commit to formatting, that's when your writing kind of looks a bit more like Betty walks in, the doorbell tinkles, she knocks over a display, she looks for cough drops and grabs a bag, then she ducks down because she catches sight of her ex-husband and so on. Like you're putting the events that are happening. Or if you're not used to writing dialogue, you can put Betty in situations with another character. Like how does she speak when she's speaking to her boss or her child or her partner or her brother? And then you can write them with the same goal. Like how does she deliver bad news to these people? Or if she wants to gloat about something, about winning a prize, how does she do it with her husband versus her brother? One of my favorite two-character scenes uh, to write (laughs) is when (laughs) two characters absolutely hate each other, like either outwardly or they have an inner seething hatred toward the other character, and then put them in a situation where they have to work together to move the plot forward and achieve a same goal. (laughs) 
Uh, so before you get too far into your script writing, you'll also want to decide on some things like whose point of view is the story coming from? Uh, will you have a lead character or, uh, you know, whose point of view the story is going to be unfolding like a detective story? Is it an ensemble cast that has different plots moving through it? Uh, how many characters per episode do you think you'll need? Remember, you absolutely don't have to stick with any of these choices, but it's all a starting point. You'll want to keep a kind of a wary eye for how many characters you use, though, in writing each episode because it can get very complicated when you are um, having to get their files in. Keep an eye on that. There are some universal truths to fiction writing, the story arc, the three acts, the point of view, the roles of a protagonist and an antagonist. They get shifted around a lot, but they're always there. You know, they might have a different twists and turns with the protagonist and antagonist, but it's all just basic storytelling, you know, even in audio drama. In order to avoid over exposition in your dialogue, your sound effects should always tell the where and the when of the story and possibly the how, like walking in a car at night, or I'm sorry, driving in a car at night or walking on the street at night. Um, you're going to have different sound effects for each. That'll tell you the where and the when. Um, the voices will be the who and the action that occurs is the what, again, possibly the how and why. Uh, when you break your scripts down this way, it becomes a lot easier to get Betty from point A to point Z in your script. But you can't get there until you flesh your whole story out and then what the character's obstacles are, and which is where that constant writing comes in. You'll have a lot, a lot of choices on how you'll write your series. I'll let you dig a little deeper into the plot structures on your own. But you don't want to get trapped into a simple story structure. Like, why would I listen to it every week if it's just the same thing happening every week? So like an episodic series, it's like a television sitcom where each episode could simply stand on its own and not connected to other episodes or running plot lines. I mean, it's fine. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I have... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I've listened to some audio fictions that just really fall flat with that type plot structure. Sometimes in the middle of your series, it might be good to insert a single plot structure. Like, you know, um, sometimes in a series, they'll have a holiday-themed episode. They're timely and they're fun, but it's weird to listen to one in the middle of summer because these are podcasts and people may discover your show anytime. It doesn't mean you shouldn't use them. I just mean be aware of that type of topical theme plot line. Except for Halloween plot lines. Honestly, those are always fun, and you can pop them in in the middle of February, and they're still fun. Once you've got all your characters' voices down pretty pat and what your series is basically going to be, this is the time when you want to start outlining the episodes. I mean, it could be as simple as episode one, Betty goes to the pharmacy. Episode two, Betty goes to work. Episode 10, Betty gets a pedicure. I never write my last two episodes until I'm halfway through recording the series. And the reason is because when I write a character, I can only hear the voice, my voice, saying the words. And so when you add in the element of an actor acting the words, something different happens. Suddenly, the character is no longer in your voice. And for better or for worse, it's live. The actors may have a certain timbre to their voice that makes delivering good news seem ridiculous or a shrill to it that makes something that should seem sad seem really funny. And I find so many more possibilities for the characters will come to me once I hear them read aloud. I might originally write in episode 11, Betty goes for a walk. In episode 12, Betty finds a rock. And then after I hear someone else playing Betty, I'll think... Betty should not ever walk. She strolls. Betty's strolling. And then in episode 12, I find out that she doesn't find a rock. She is a rock. She's been in someone's pocket the whole time. Plot twist. Whatever. You get my point. That being said, I always encourage the trying and testing of new things. But I still try to remember that you, the actors, the sound effects, everything that you're doing is in service to the story being told. So don't get wrapped up into... Anything that doesn't really move the story forward. When you are in pre-production and you're outlining and writing the episodes, the only thing I leave written in stone are the first two episodes. Those are the ones where you're still establishing the character and the plot lines. The other 10 can get more flexible as I go so that when I'm in the production, I can be more flexible in the storytelling. But once I've gotten the outline for the series and the first two episodes written, that's when I invite everybody for a table read. Sometimes I'll have to do a little bit of rewriting afterward, but those are just done. You know, because I want the other actors to know how to react about what's being said and by whom. You know, I'll send over the scripts about a week beforehand, as well as any actor notes that they need. 
I always write a backstory for the characters, who they are, you know, what they want, where they're coming from, what their favorite color is, if they have any secrets. Just a whole page of backstory information on on this person. Now, the actors may not ask for it, but at least I have it in case they do. So they have something to root their interpretation of the character for. So, you know. This is especially necessary, I think, when you're recording in isolation. That is, if the characters are recording from home and sending you files. I'll get more into that when I do the casting episode, because obviously the last series, The Ark of Joan, was done virtually, and the table read was done over Zoom. Anyway, moving on with script writing. After the table read, I finish writing uh, the next two scripts. So before I even... I'm into production. I have a whole series outlined in the first four episodes of the script finished. In episode four, writing two, I'm going to go over the technical aspects of script formatting. But for right now, I always have two separate scripts of the same episode. I try to write the first one in as clear a way for the actors as I can, including stage directions like whispers, talking loud over a party, dance music, or while they're walking. These lines are going to be delivered, you know, while walking in parentheses. And this will give them the audio clues that they need to alter their speech. Because you can't have two characters who are supposed to be jogging, giving their lines as if they're sitting in a quiet cafe. Also related to both script and editing, I always start with the sound, then voices. It's almost like giving a clue to where you are and what's going on going to happen. Like the two people jogging example, I would start with the outdoor atmospherics, then the pounding of jogging feet sound effect, then I would add some heavy breathing for just a beat, and then person A speaks. So when you write out the actor's script, you'd give them all these audio clues of where they are, what they're doing, when they're delivering their lines. And this will help keep you, as you write, from adding the dreaded exposition. Um, Another trick to use is to use a question. So instead of a character saying, look at that tiny dog and that very large man is carrying, the character can just say, where is Big Nick taking that chihuahua? Exposition is annoying and drab, but it's a necessity in audio drama. So it's best to just dress it up and hide it as best you can. Also, as a side note, um... All the pre-writing you did before you start churning out the scripts, that needs to be saved. Do not throw those scraps of paper away that are tucked underneath your keyboard because when you are in the publishing phase, you're going to have to be coming up with things like titles and summaries and one-sentence breakdowns, and you just don't upload your files at this point. You have to come up with hashtags and subtitles and discovery words and keywords and show notes. I mean, it would be very good practice for you after you finish your script to write out all the actors and who they play, a one-sentence summary, a one-paragraph summary, and a working title. These might change, but at least you'll have it done, you know, because once you get into the publishing phase, you can literally run out of descriptive words. So that's it for now. Thanks for listening. Next week's episode will go through the formatting of your actor scripts, the editing scripts, and an editing spreadsheet. And if you haven't been told yet today, I hope you have a great rest of your day. This series was created by Billy Bat Productions using helpful resources from Audacity, freesound.org, freemusicarchive.org, 
and the music is from John Bartman at johnbartman.com or johnbartman.fma.org. For links to these sites and our blog, please see our show notes. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.